Hello and welcome to Sim Radio here on the Sisters in Music Network. It's Monday Music Madness and you're tuned into Mixing It with Nikki Chris. This is Nikki and in case you don't know anything about me, I'm a writer from Raleigh, North Carolina. My show celebrates women in the music and entertainment industry, providing an avenue for them to showcase their talents. Our motto, Sisters in Music, Together We Are Stronger. My guest today decided to pick up a guitar in a rehabilitation facility, and it saved her life. She then created her singer-songwriter persona through the years of observing her influences. As a former opera singer, she worked under professionals such as composer John Williams, through which she decided that she wanted to tell her own stories utilizing her musical talent. She released her first original song in May of 2022, and she is currently working on a full-length album. Please join me in welcoming the awesome Flora Aldera. Welcome to Mixing It. Thank you so much. You're welcome so much. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Awesome little bit of uh, pollen starting in North Carolina, but, you know, par for the course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We've got a lot of snow here. Um, I'm in Massachusetts. Aha, yes. <laughs> yes, I know the feeling. Moved away from up north many years ago, and, it's, you know, snow is few and far between here. So, well, hopefully you're keeping warm. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? How did you get started in music? I've always been, like, huge music lover, um, avid fan of other artists. My dad kind of introduced me to a lot of music at an early age, and he was the same way. He wanted to be a musician when he was younger, and life happened, and he ended up doing business. But he definitely instilled, like, a love of the art form within my sister and I. He used to play his guitar and sing to us, like, before we went to sleep, and so it was just something that was always a part of my life. But I started doing it more myself when he realized that I loved to sing. And he started having me join like choirs and musical theater groups and I did since I was a kid and then eventually went into opera and then my own stuff down the line. That's so awesome. I love it when parents are involved in the whole musical journey. I think it's it's really great that parents encourage their children at least to pursue and at least get involved in the arts. I think it's fantastic. Oh, absolutely. I agree. So you alluded to the fact that your singer-songwriter persona, if you will, has kind of been inspired by some of your influences. So who are your musical inspirations and why do they inspire you? I have a really varied taste of musical inspirations on the music side and also on the literary side which is kind of the inspiration for the music name but in terms of the musicians themselves Lana Del Rey is probably like an artist that really inspires my music and my sound and my lyricism her early work like ultraviolence it just feels so authentic to me and it, it gets overlooked but also her recent work with Jack Antonoff, and he's someone that I I love. He's, like, 
my favorite producer in the game right now besides the guy I work with. <laughs> I have to say that. Like, love Will. He's my producer. But Jack Antonoff is definitely, like, my favorite other producer out there. And he's been working with Taylor Swift as well, and she kind of raised me in a way with her music. I mean, I've aged with her music, and she says a lot of the time, like, her fan base is like that, and she appreciates that. And um, her recent work with Jack is so cool to see come to fruition and I've seen the 1975 a couple times and I caught Maddie Healy's hat once which I'm very proud of (laughs) and they just made their most recent album with Jack as well but besides like Antonoff's connections I'd say like Nirvana also um, really speaks to me the way that they kind of reinvented rock at a certain time and Kurt's also struggle with mental illness and his story really empowers me um and you know it's it's good to see like that you can relate to some of the lyricism as well that when it's kind of poetic in that way it's not very literal and 21 pilots i love them because of what they do as well for the community of people who struggle with mental illness and also i think they're my favorite live performers I've ever seen. I've seen them like five times. And then in terms of like opera, I would say Maria Callas really inspires me as well because she struggled also a lot emotionally while working on her music. And she just has my favorite voice. It's so powerful. Um, but besides that, also like Aretha Franklin, Dolly Parton, they're also artists I listen to and take a lot with me from their sounds into my own music. A lot of big names there. I'm jealous of the five-time concert attendance for for 21 Violets. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'm a big fan of them and, and have never seen oh, So it's, that's, I was like, five times? Oh, gosh, darn it. <laughs> yeah, I've seen them that many. And I, I'm just, I just love it. They have, if you can go like they have the best live show I've ever seen I bet you they do because their music is also so unique and it's so different they're they're one of my I am I always say I'm an alt junkie and I I like alternative rock and I like alternative music because everything is very different it is not cookie cutter it's my favorite thing I love saying that pop generally is like cookie cutter exactly Okay, good. It's not just me, but you know, like alternative music and alternative rock. Like if you if you put various playlists together, you could have like twenty songs on there, and every single song is going to be completely different. One of the reasons why I like them too is because all of their stuff is different. I mean, they're unique because you can tell who they are when you listen to a song. You can be like, oh, this is Twenty One Pilots, but even if you listen to a bunch of their songs back to back you're going to get something different. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, they're great. They're great. What about on the literary side? Now, you said that you were also inspired by literary works. Yeah, I definitely, like, I was a huge, so my two number one things that I'm very, very nerdy about are music and English, and I always was, like, just obsessed with English class and obsessed with reading. And I think I've noticed that a lot of that bleeds into my lyricism and my writing because I wrote poetry for so long before I wrote my own songs. So my artist's name is inspired by something in particular. 
Flowers for Algernon, the short story, and I can go more into that. Yeah. Hold that but, thought um, because that is a question that I have for you later. And now that you've said what it is, I'm like going, okay, definitely understand the correlation. But all right, we'll touch on that in a minute. But yeah, keep going on the yeah. literary side because I'm curious. Yeah. Um, I, I've noticed lately, not so much on my debut, but the music I've been making for future stuff um, that I've just been writing recently. Jane Austen, as I've been revisiting Pride and Prejudice, has inspired a lot of my recent lyricism. Ah, ooh, now I can't wait for new stuff. You know, it's not very uncommon, and I wouldn't be surprised if, and you mentioned her as an influence also, Lana Del Rey, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, she wrote poetry, because People who write poetry, I have, you know, heard several artists poetry and then, you know, I just leveraged a lot of what I would do from poetry writing and, and turned them into into songs. And it's one of the things too, like I encourage people who write poetry to actually connect with other songwriters. Because a lot of you know, poems or any type of literary piece can often very easily be turned into a song. Oh, exactly. I know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I've often even thought of reversing it, taking my songs and turning them into a book of poems. I recently started doing stuff like that, actually. It's so funny you bring that up because I kind of, like, took some of my lyrics and you know how certain language and songs flows better and it just works better um, in a song, but when you sit down to read a poem, it, it's kind of like you have to make slight adjustments to it. Um, mm -hmm. And so I was doing that with a few of my songs as well recently, and that was really that was really fun. I can see where that would be fun. I may actually do that one time because I have maybe one or two songs that started out as maybe like short stories or poems or things like that. And it would be fun to actually take some of the songs that I had, see what they would be like as a poem. Be interesting. But I think that's great, you know, leveraging two of the things that you're really passionate about and bringing them together. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. So let's talk a little bit about how your relationship to music has changed throughout your life, because I think there's been some roadway changes along the line. Yes, exactly. So it really did start with my dad, like I said, and I got then got involved in musical theater and choir and, and then went into opera, and that was kind of a big change uh, there. I started to work with this incredible voice instructor for several years in my high school time, and her name's Dana Varga. She taught me so much that I take with me every day in terms of vocal performance and performance in general. And then she said that um, she thought it would be cool if I auditioned for the Boston University Tanglewood Institute in like Western Mass over the summers. And that's like a high school program for vocalists. And 
I did, and I ended up going for two summers, and it was a really cool experience to just be surrounded by classical music all day, every day, because I didn't have other peers at all, really, in my regular schools that were as nerdy about it, and having other kids my age to just make classical music with for an entire summer was really fun. And my last year, we did get to work with John Williams, and it was absolutely amazing. It's so funny because I was not like a huge John Williams fan when it happened. And I think that if I had been, I wouldn't, I would have cracked under the pressure. But (laughs) now I am and I love the Star Wars music and I, I listen to it all the time. So I think I would have freaked out. But I remember at the time, just I knew that it was special. And he was very, very, very kind. My favorite piece we did was Dry Your Tears Africa from Amistad, and that is a beautiful song, and I'll never forget doing that. And then I ended up going into college as a music major, but when I was in my first semester, I attempted to end my life, and I went into long-term treatment. And that is where I started to teach myself to play guitar, because after I went into the first inpatient I went to a residential and they had like musical instruments and different things but we couldn't be on our phones at all and so I just spent most of my time outside of the groups like just learning how to play it and the staff would print out like little instructions for me and slowly over time I started to do that and then I started to use the the music and and write lyrics about and revisit some old poetry but also I started to write lyrics for the music that I was playing and I started to write some of my first ever songs because um it also helped me in my treatment I would bring them to my therapist and I would play the song and then we'd be able to talk more honestly about what was going on I realized how healing it was in that moment and that's when I was like sold on the healing properties of songwriting and then many of the other women who were at this uh, treatment place with me told me that they wanted music of mine to take home with them and so I came up with the idea of actually releasing music you know hoping that it could fall on their ears at some point. Uh, that's. I want to say that's a wonderful story I know it's a it's a it's a tough story and, I, and I'm sure it's it's hard for you to talk about that time in your life and I commend you I I can't say anything other than I'm sorry that you had to go through that but I'm also thrilled to hear that you've put yourself in a situation now where you found something that means I guess, healing to you, right? Gives you the ability to express your, your feelings, your thoughts in a helpful way, not only to yourself, but to others. And I think it's a absolutely wonderful story and commend you again for being able to share that because I'm sure it's very difficult for you to talk about, but I love the fact that you're now looking at your musical creations as a healing mechanism 
I've heard quite a bit from some other singer-songwriters, and including myself, right? We want our music to emote feeling and, and to make people think about certain subjects and topics and things like that. I probably now have a nice connection with a lot of the women that were there at the same time, which is fabulous. Thank you so much. Yeah, that really is, you know, the reason that that any art is made. It comes from those those uh, desires to heal or to make others think, like you said. And yeah, thank you so much for um for being so open as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Wouldn't be any other way. And my heart aches for what you had to go through, but I, I think everything happens for a reason. That's always uh, something that I say, right? Uh, there was oh, a yeah. reason that you had to experience that. And the reason is so that you could share your voice with the world. Oh, thank you. I, I agree with that too. I think I, I really do um in retrospect, even though it still hurts, um, I am grateful for what came out of those things because it, you know, taught me that a hopeless time didn't actually end up hopeless. And so now when I feel hopeless, I can remember that. Yes, absolutely. All right. Let's change gears a little bit. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. I may get real emotional here. Let's talk about your artist name. Because it is wicked cool, and now you actually alluded to where it came from. So, what does Flora Algera mean? Yeah, so Flora Algera, as I said, is an interpretation of the short story Flowers for Algernon by Daniel Keyes. And I read it for the first time when I was in high school, and it always resonated with me, but I wasn't always sure why. I kind of carried it with me every day in the back of my mind. But it's this story, um, for people who don't know it, I'll explain it a little. Um, it's about a man with who, and it's all told throughout his own journal entries. So you see kind of at first the grammar and his ability to express himself are not very clear, and he has a below average IQ. And there's a group of scientists that have been ex experimenting on a mouse named Algernon who was also below average IQ. And this mouse very quickly grew to become an above average IQ, high-performing um, creature. And then the scientists call on this, this man, Charlie, and they say, we want to try this treatment on a human. And so they do it, and you see the progression of his ability to understand and comprehend what's going on with him grow immensely and as he continues to write he continues to observe Algernon as this like this different creature yet someone he can also um, relate to having gone through the same tre uh, treatment and he notices that the mouse is beginning to regress and it saddens him. He starts to realize that the same thing is going to happen to him. And you see his writing is getting even worse, and he doesn't even realize why by the end. Like, he forgets all of his research he's done, but he says, my dying wish is that someone will leave flowers on Algernon's grave. 
And I've realized that that's the perfect way to explain my music because, you know, everyone in treatment with you has a different experience and is a different person, but you can relate on that one thing. And the bond there is so strong, just as the bond is with an artist and a listener. And so my dying wish would be to leave my music on those people. I love that. You want your music to make an impact. Yes. Yes. I love that. That's a lot of us want that to happen. And and I think it's a very great goal or wish to have. So, and I love the way you came up with that name. And I am familiar with the story. That's why when you said the name of the, the book, I was like, ah, that makes total sense. Yeah, okay, great. Okay, great. Yeah, no, I'm familiar with the book. So that book reminds me a lot of The Secrets of Nim with the mice and the rats that are really smart, right? You know, and they, they, they like outsmart all the humans and stuff. So anyway, it's kind of like along those lines where it's like superior intelligence. And they were also lab rats, right? They had uh, experiments done on them, but I can... Anyway, that's my little side note there. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Great place for us to take a short break here from a word from one of our partners in podcasting. We are going to check out a little short blip from Natalie Jean and chatting with that. And we'll be right back on Mixing It with Nikki Chris here on the Sim Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. And we're back on Mixing It with Nikki Chris on the Sim Radio Network. And my guest, singer-songwriter, Flora Algera. All right, Flora, take us through your writing process. You know, do you do anything particular when you're getting ready to compose a new song? Um, it's funny. I I think that it's a little bit different every time, but usually it kind of goes either the way of I know it like pretty fast. I I have the idea and it's supernatural. And um then there's also those songs where I start to write a little bit and I'm piecing them together over a long period of time. This one song in particular that's really long that I've I've made um for the album, you know, it took me two and a half years and a lot of just like sitting down to write. But most of the time it starts with my emotions and then I begin to play the guitar and see how the different sounds inspire me and if they're able to give me words to say how I'm feeling when I don't really have any. I think it's really interesting because I've always heard from a lot of people, oh, you need to write every day and and do all these little, you know, like quirky things, but I don't do that. And it sounds like you don't do that either. No. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like you can't really control when the inspiration's going to hit, you know? Yep. I totally agree. Totally agree. All right. Question that I ask all of my singer-songwriters, do you have a songwriting tip or trick that you would like to share? Ooh. Um, 
well, it's one that I'm kind of just realizing is that sometimes I'll write, you know, a song that I'm super proud of and I just want that to be the song and I just accept that song because I'm so excited about it in the moment. Um, And I've kind of learned since recording and coming up with different ideas and things, it's sometimes good to give yourself more time and really think it through for a while and have that song sitting there, even if you end up being confident and not changing anything. But for me, like, I ended up really reworking the last song on my album recently, and it became, like, an entirely different song, but I liked it better. But when I had first written it, I was so proud of it, and I thought this is exactly how it's going to be. But, you know, once I had given myself time and been patient and thought it through a lot more, I was able to make it way better than I originally thought it was going to be. Hmm. I like that. That's good advice. And there's also nothing wrong with going back to songs that you previously released and reworking those. I have actually done that and played to do that. Oh. Yeah, you can do that. You re, <laughs> nice. reimagine. Yeah, reimagine the song, right? Yeah, I mean, you know what? listed that, yeah. Yeah, well, she did, right? She She's actually doing that right yeah. now with all of her material. Yeah, exactly. No, that's, that is cool. Yep, 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 yep. All right, excellent, excellent songwriting tip. Okay, great place for us to share your debut single. Let's talk about what inspired Anthem for the Psych Ward Kids. So I think that it you know, happened to come out at a particular time, like come out of me at a particular time, but it was definitely years of inspiration and reflections of all the people that I've met in uh, treatment because I did struggle in that period of time that I talked about, but I did also struggle for a long time before that in high school. I was getting, I was going into treatment a good deal and I met so many different people with different experiences, but we could all kind of relate on just the negative aspects of, you know, having to seek treatment when, uh, treatment for conditions that are really stigmatized. And that also, you know, had not just wanted to write a song for, like, the psych ward kids, even though that's what it it is mainly for. It's also, I think, people can, everyone kind of knows someone that's gone through a difficult time like that. And also, it's something that's kind of plagued my generation is mental illness. So I think that you also can share that as a generation, kind of the generational trauma of seeing so many struggle. But it came out after my most recent stay in the hospital, actually. And this one patient said at one point, she was talking about how she loved all of us. And then she said, we are broken people. And I immediately thought of 21 Pilots and their song Screen and going to those concerts and everyone sings that together and it's kind of like we're all acknowledging the pain together. And the first hospital I had ever gone to was when I discovered 21 Pilots, so it just felt like a full circle moment and that's when it came out. Well, I absolutely love it and it is not the type of song that I think people might expect for the topic, if you will. And I think that's one of the reasons why I love it so much. And I could definitely see the 21 Pilots influence here. But 
you know, it's it's a good alt rock song. I mean, it really, which is not something you would expect for like an anthem, right? Like something like this. So anyway, let's put this on for everybody. This is Anthem for the Psych Work Kids by Flora Algera. the first song that you released and I know you're working on new music which we're going to talk about in a little bit but 
it just makes me really, really more excited to hear what you're going to put out next. Because again, it's not what a listener would expect, especially that darkness period, I guess, if you will, right? I don't want to say that any time spent in any type of rehabilitation center or getting treatment is a dark period, but obviously, you know, you were going somewhere because you wanted help, which is fantastic. And I commend you for doing that because I know how hard it is for anyone to say, hey, I need help, right? I mean, we as humans don't like to say, hey, I need help. And I think it's great that you're able to take that time and turn it into an absolutely beautiful musical creation. Thank you so much. You're welcome so much. You're welcome so much. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the song. What type of responses did you get from it? I mean, obviously, it's it's uh, heavy in some ways, right? So, you know, and it was sparked by a period of time uh, where, you know, you were seeking help. What's the response been like? Yeah, um, I I think that I, you know, before releasing it, I was a bit terrified, but I wasn't as terrified as I thought I'd be. And I think it's because I felt like I should be scared uh, because of stigmas and that people might judge me for this. And it's such a bold title. But I honestly wasn't because of the song itself. I felt like I said what I had to say. And that title was, you know, jarring for a reason, to get people to listen to it, to help people feel less ashamed. And the responses that I did get were very, very validating. If there was hate, I didn't really see it uh, because so much love was sent my way and it meant so much to me. Um, And the best responses I got were, people who I had actually been in treatment with long ago, like people from my youth that just like, like my young, like when I was a young teen who like reached out and found me and found the song and gave me love. And it was just like a crazy full circle moment. And that happened with multiple people and I just couldn't believe it. And it was so cool. Oh, that's awesome. Fantastic. Oh, that's so great. I love it. See, I'm going to get emotional again. Okay, we're going to move on. (laughs) Yeah, I just think it's good. You know, I mean, a lot of people in this country don't like to talk, and in the world, right? I mean, talking about mental health and mental health issues is not something that people are very comfortable speaking about, right? Including myself. It's, it's, It's difficult for people to be open about these things. And I honestly think that we need to be more open about some of the struggles that, that people are going through. I mean, I know, you know, when, when COVID hit, I had teenagers in school and I could tell that they were struggling with being locked in the house. Right. And couldn't go and see their friends. Right. So I'm fully aware. I think that we need to embrace anyone that has had to go seek treatment because I think those people are the superheroes because they acknowledge the fact that, hey, I need help and and, and I'm going to go somewhere where I, I can get help or, 
you know, I can't do this on my own. I think there's even a commercial running right now where, you know, it's like a guy in a gym and they're they're talking about somebody's trying to help them but on my own and you know, they're they're like, No, you know, I can help you. Then I think we need to be more open to all of these conversations. And I think it's great that you're trying to use your music to raise awareness on the issue. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Very welcome. All right, so let's talk about some of your new projects, right? Let's talk about, I think you have new music coming out, right? You have a new album in the works. Tell us about that. Yeah, um, so I have an album um, that I've been piecing together for a while, and Anthem is on it, um, and I think I'll also release another single that will be on it as well fairly soon. Um, and it's the same producer I work with, Will Lucy. He is amazing, and he works with me so organically on it. And this album, it does have to do with my journey with mental illness. That's kind of a through line throughout, but it is, as a whole, just pretty much about the perspective of a young woman in America today and what it was like to grow up with how things were. And it touches on a lot of things, but that's kind of the the focus is just my perspective. And I kind of just wrote what I know. Yeah, so the, the album is hopefully coming out soon and a song off of it hopefully sooner than that. Did go to North Carolina over the summer and I hey. filmed a <laughs> I filmed a short uh, film it's called Esther is Me and You Were a Liar. I play the character Adelaide. And it's in post-production right now, and we're hoping to submit it to festivals in the spring. And that was a great experience. We filmed oh, it cool. on 16 millimeter. Yeah, we filmed it on physical film, like 16 millimeter, and we did it uh, where they filmed The Hunger Games, which I was nerding out about. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's out west. That's, that's yeah. near, I think that's more Asheville area. Yes, it's more in yes. that area. Uh, we flew yes. into Charlotte and went to Carowinds, and that was super fun. But then ah. we all, yeah, filmed elsewhere. <laughs> oh, how fun. Yeah, that's the other side of the state, but that's so cool. Yeah, that was really fun. And then and the cast and crew were all just so amazing, and the people at uh, the Henry River Mill Village place uh, where we filmed it, they were so kind. And then for other stuff, just have been, like I said, kind of starting to write again and I wasn't doing that for a little while because I was so focused on recording this album but recently I've been pretty inspired for future work too so that's been really good to to be doing that again oh well fantastic fantastic so no official date for the album at this point in time okay (laughs) totally cool it's coming close we're we're getting there we have a couple songs left but we're getting there all right. Well, that's totally okay. Totally okay. You know, sometimes perfection takes a little while to cook in the oven, if you will. Totally know that feeling. So that's good. But hopefully we'll have a single from that soon, more music. And excited to hear about this little short film. That sounds really cool. So we'll definitely make sure that everybody gets your socials and things so that they can keep an eye out for that and hopefully you guys do well in the festival submissions 
I'll be looking forward to news and updates on that. So anything else that you would like to share with our listeners before we clock off? Where can they find you on social media? Do you have a website? What do you want to share with them? Yeah, so um, my website is um, really just through Reverb Nation, the site, and it's just if you search for Flora Algera, um, I'll, I should pop up there. And then um, I have in, an Instagram, and my handle is Flora Algera Music. I also have a TikTok, Flora Algera Artist. Okay, cool. And then I have a bad habit of making <laughs> accounts and then uh, getting nervous and deleting them and then reinventing <laughs> them. But I think these ones are the ones I'm going to stick with. And then my YouTube is Flora Algera, and Twitter, I believe, is also Flora Algera. Okay, perfect. Well, I have had an absolute pleasure getting to know you. I thank you so, so very much for taking the time to chat with me. It has been an absolute pleasure on my end. I hope the listeners have enjoyed hearing more about you. I thoroughly love Anthem. I can't wait for the new music to come out. I know our listeners can't wait for the new music to come out. So thank you again for joining me. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in for Mixing It. And on behalf of all of us here at Sim Radio, this is Nikki Chris. Until next time, y'all just keep on mixing it.